What's up, Gen Xers? I am Stu Monkey, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon, because they're the raddest thing since Max Hedrum. You should totally support them too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to episode 61 of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And, of course, George. Hey, how's it going, guys? In this episode, we'll dig through the clues of the latest cinematic whodunit, decide if an expensive piece of Apple gear is worth the cash, and look at a deceptively simple mobile game with a lot of heart. Oh, jeez. Another mobile game? Yes, another mobile <laughs> game. <laughs> Before we do that, though, we have one of our fourth listeners with a lot of heart who actually took the time to put in another iTunes review for us. Woo! Nice. That's Thrilled awesome. to read it here. Longtime friend of the show, Butter Spider, put in a oh, yes. five-star review. Thank you. Subject line is Ultimate Podcast for Gen X Nerds and Norms. And Norms? <laughs> and norms. And norms. I like that. Apparently Nerds we're not norms. normal, I guess. We're That's not the norms. Compliment. We're That's the others. <laughs> I, I, I'll take it. I'm going to wear yeah, it. Absolutely. I like it. And so the review reads, I discovered this podcast a little over a year ago when I met the guys at Dragon Con Atlanta. I downloaded their most recent episode at the time to see what it was all about. I've been listening ever since. The guys always come up with a great show every week. I really enjoy reliving through them all the memories of growing up in the 80s that I'd forgotten about. Lots of laughs and smiles. Check this one out. You won't regret it. And that was from Butter Spider. Nice. Wow. I, I feel humbled. That was so nice. Yeah. Leaving a review is, as you pointed out, George, many times, it's a pain on iTunes. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, it's awful. Time. So speaking of that pain, I'm going to segue right into a fourth listener email from none other than Stu Baca. Uh, Stu Baca. Stu Baca. <laughs> Stubaka wrote in and said, guys, I've thrown my hat into the running for the end of year listener contest. All right. Like to hear nice. that. I've said it before. I don't know how many people I can get to listen, but I posted as many places as I can. And I've even tried to get some coworkers into it. That's the way you win. Yeah. <laughs> That's a winner. It's like selling your kids cookies at work, right? It's like, That's listen, right. Right. <laughs> sign up for this, buy some damn cookies so my kid can get their free glow stick or whatever the right. hell it's going to be. That's right. Or, or even whatever better. It is. Hey, yearly reviews are coming up. Oh, by the way, have you heard about this podcast? I'm always big into pressuring the coworkers, I've noticed. I'm not sure why that is. But, uh, you know. <laughs> He says, and John, I did it. I didn't want to, but I did it. As a diehard PC Android fanboy, I actually signed up to iTunes just so I could leave a review. <laughs> is that like the ultimate sacrifice? Well, he goes on to say, so the loss of my geek cred is on your hands. <laughs> hey, there's wow. no loss of geek cred on that. I mean, granted, iTunes is not the best, but, you know. So well, thank you, Butter Spider. Thank you, Stubaka, oh, yeah, thank for you. the review and the email. And of course, Stubaka is talking about our fourth quarter, fourth listener mm -hmm. campaign to get some more listeners. Here's yeah. what's happening. If if you will recruit someone, tell them about the show between now and the end of the year, have them email us at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Whoever recruits the most new listeners is going to get to pick their own topic for a backtrack in the new year. Uh, you know, John, you know something? What? We can make that offer better. How could we do that, Mo? Oh, shut I up. Don't know. Don't. Maybe we don't. can. Don't do the Ronzo Peel thing. Come on. Maybe. But wait. Don't order wait. yet. Yes, there's more. <laughs> Maybe we could throw in some uh, Gen X growing up, you know, swag of some sort. How about some swag? We're going to sweeten the pot. The winner not only is going to get to pick a new backtrack, they are going to get a free Gen X grown up t-shirt. 
Oh, come on. How can you say no to that? By the color and size of their choosing. Look, what more do you want? Tell your friends about us. You know, add to the party, free t-shirt, pick a backtrack. It's all there. I, I, I think it has everything, really. It's the complete package. It is. It's totally Even if it here. is the cheesy Ron Popeil spiel, George, <laughs> it's still the complete package. <laughs> all right. So we just got a few uh, weeks left. If you are recruiting somebody, get them in. Uh, we now have Stubaka on the roster. It's no longer a runaway race. So it's a neck and neck. We hope you will join them, recruit somebody, have them email us. We'll get you on the leaderboard. All right, guys, business out of the way. Let's get into the beat of the show right after this. You know it as a powder. You love it as a spot fighter. Cascade. Beautiful. Now there's a new way to get virtually spotless dishes. Now there's Cascade, the liquid. That famous sheeting action for virtually spotless dishes is now available in new Liquid Cascade. Liquid Cascade, terrific. Cascade for virtually spotless dishes. Let's get the ball rolling, talking about media, as we always do here. That could be anything new you've been checking out in music or comics or TV or movies. And George, I want to start with you. This is something that I do recall you were looking forward to a few episodes ago. It was. As a matter of fact, it was something that I stole from Mo, which meant he was not allowed to go see the movie. So oh, that's, I hope yeah. you honored that, that's that, not how that works, rule. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was looking forward to Knives Out, the latest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And I did see it, by the way. Just you so did you know. see it? Well, OK, oh, yeah. so you cheated. But but that's talk about right. it because that's why I don't have anything in media because you took mine again. <laughs> I did. I tried to. No, it was really good, though. I mean, I was oh, really yeah. happily surprised by it. There were a lot of tropes and everything of whodunits that were in this film, but they still managed to twist the ending around that I didn't see it coming, even though I was thinking through it the whole time. And I'm like trying to solve the mysteries and well, of course, that's, out that's 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 the point of who done it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You're going to sit there and try to deduce, right? I mean, of whodunits, I would put this probably in my top two. It's not number one because nothing is still eclipse clue from the 80s. Okay. But all right. This was really, really close. The only reason why I say it doesn't eclipse clue for me. Clue has such wonderful acting in it, a little bit better than this one, that I can rewatch Clue a million times and enjoy it. Hmm. This one, okay. I think I could rewatch maybe two or three times and still enjoy it just to try and find little subtle things that I missed the first watch. But I don't think I can rewatch this thing over and over and over again like I can Clue. But the lead actress who was, I think she was kind of the viewpoint into the world for me. Uh, like Daniel the, Craig, the housekeeper girl, right? Yeah, Daniel Craig put aside his awful Southern accent. He did a, <laughs> a really serviceable job with his role. Don Johnson, I thought, was hilarious. I don't know why. Yeah. I just really liked his character. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I can't say enough. She can do no wrong in my eyes anyway. Yeah. So that's Jamie Lee <laughs> yeah. Curtis, for heaven's sake. Right. Yeah, geez. I mean, come on. And even Christopher Plummer, even though, you know, he starts off the film dead, did an amazing job for a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to pull. No, I agree with you. I, I thought it was a really great whodunit. And it was like. And it do some twists in there that I was like, wait a minute, where's it going to go from here? And then it went in this other direction. I was like, oh, okay, I get this now. I was like, it wasn't like a straight line kind of whodunit. It took a lot of really odd twists I really enjoyed. Yeah, I would agree. I took George's advice as well. He was looking forward to it. I I also saw it. And I'm not like a huge whodunit fan. Like I don't flock to all the Agatha Christie things, but. No, those don't, you can't, you can never figure those out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, when you have a, a huge cast like this, I was definitely in just for that. Yeah. And that's what sold it for me. And then I agree, George, the path that it took was not so, uh, it had twists, but it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was twist. It wasn't like, and a twist, and a twist, and a twist. It was well structured in such a way yeah. that yeah. the twist didn't feel contrived. And it turned out being a well-constructed, good film. I think you and I were talking before the show that they had an early screening a few weeks ago. And I'm like, you right. know, when they do that, it's usually because they know it's a good film. Because if it's a crappy True. film, they would have sneak it under the radar before you hear it's bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, and they, you know, they went all out on promotion and saying we talked about it on oh, previous podcasts. Oh, yeah. AMC oh, guys were wearing Knives Out t-shirts and the posters were everywhere. And I mean, the preview tons of previews and commercials. Months, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it was coming out so early and so often that I thought the movie was going to like premiere in like September or October and it wasn't until Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, really? It's Thanksgiving? Okay. All right. I'll wait. But I thought it was well worth the wait. In fact, Mo messaged me like a week ago and said, hey, you want to go see Knives Out? Yeah. I'm like, Mo, it comes out in like four days. It's, it's like, really? I was sure it was already out. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was already out. <laughs> All right. So it sounds like you really enjoyed it, George. Where would you put this on your uh, your AMC scale? Is this full price, $5 Tuesday? or For me, absolutely full price. I really enjoyed it. I would not be upset at spending 12 to $17, depending upon which theater and screen type you see it at. And mm-hmm. I can't say enough good things about it. I was actually pleasantly surprised that my son wanted to go see this film and so i already had my a-list reservation and then he found out i was going he's like oh i really want to go can i go he really liked it as well and he was like you know you've talked a lot about clue and i remember watching it when i was a little kid i'm gonna go back home and watch that tonight on your plex server i'm like all right go ahead so i was happy that it got a gateway entry for your son into clue yeah into whodunit (laughs) mysteries because i think they're very fun now sometimes you're right john they're contrived and they Mm -hmm. pull twists out of left field that you had no way to see coming whatsoever yeah what do you mean it's the butler this was the exact opposite of that I guess one of my favorite, just thinking back a little bit, whodunits was Murder by Death. Have you ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good film. That's an old comedy. It's, it's not really a whodunit because it doesn't really matter who did it, but it's really right. funny because it makes <laughs> it makes fun of like all the normal tropes of like, you know, Charlie Chan and Agatha Christie's Perot was in it. Right. Sam Spade, you know, <laughs> it's just Sam Diamond. It was really funny. Well, George, would you give this a token rating? Where do you think it would rank? Uh, Token rating, probably I'm going to go four and a quarter. It's not perfect. There's some things that I think could have been improved upon slightly. Um, there was a couple of characters who were germane to the story that they didn't give enough screen time to, I feel. But I think it's mm, really good. That. So yeah. I'd say four and a quarter tokens for me. Okay, I like that. I wouldn't disagree. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree either. What about you, John? You've been watching anything? I did go out. I saw Knives Out, as I told you. And right. just before that, I went to check out A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the oh, Tom Hanks, no. Mr. Rogers that deal. That make me cry. I don't want to see. I already cried at the documentary. I don't want to. Oh. <laughs> so, so George, you're talking about won't you be my neighbor? The documentary. Have either of you seen a beautiful day in the neighborhood yet? No, no I'm not. sad too. I don't want. I, uh, Mr. Rogers. So here's is the dead. thing. I know. I you're not going to cry. Be dead. You're can not going to cry. Be dead. Can we? Can we change that? <laughs> This is not going to ring anyone back from the dead. It it, it does look back fondly on Mr. Rogers. But here's the weird thing about this film. Just like you, I went in with Kleenex in my pocket, right? I was ready for another (laughs) Mr. Rogers kind of like pulling up my heartstrings, tearjerker thing. 
And the stunning thing is this movie is not about Mr. Rogers. Well, what the fuck? What? Right? Okay. I sat through the first 15 uh, minutes of this movie and and I leaned over to the guy next to me. I goes, I'm like, what movie did we go see? I thought this was the Mr. (laughs) Rogers thing. Like now it starts with Mr. Rogers the very beginning and then spends another 10 minutes talking about some guy you've never heard of doing things we don't care about. The premise of the film, oddly, that I didn't pick up from the trailer, although I should have, I just kind of tried to blind myself. It's really about this journalist who's assigned to go interview Mr. Rogers. He's having a tough spot, kind of spot in his life. He's always kind of like a, he's like a hack and slash journalist. Like he goes in and just burns people down and finds the worst oh, in them okay. and kind of does exposés. And so I think they thought that's what he was going to do to Fred Rogers, mm-hmm. but he could find nothing wrong with him and he can't believe it. Like he wants to keep digging deeper to find the dirt on Fred so Rogers. So this is a redemption story for the journalist and Mr. Rogers is the one who redeems him? Yeah, Mr. Rogers is a supporting character in the story uh, of this redemption of a journalist. It's not exactly what I thought. Okay. But how was it though? Here's the thing. It, it, it was a good movie. It wasn't what I expected at all. So obviously I think we all expected, let's, let's celebrate Mr. Rogers and we're all going to cry and see Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks does a great job. But if you're going in looking for Mr. Rogers nostalgia, it, look, you already got it in the documentary. We took care true. of that. We this all finished true. crying this there. This is an entirely different story. And it's it just felt odd to me that as much as they promoted the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers aspect, that he's really just, I mean, he's the he's the supporting <laughs> character, which is not odd. only did they promote the hell out of it. It's the title of the damn film. I know. A Beautiful yeah, Day in exactly. the Neighborhood says nothing about redeeming a reporter. Not at all. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. So as such... <laughs> I would have to put this on a $5 Tuesday. It, mm. it wasn't the movie okay, I was so looking better for. better than free. Yeah, it's better than free. I mean, it's a well-structured movie. I felt a little bait and switchy. That's what it sounds like. I was going in for one thing, and it was a totally different thing. Now, there's some awesome stuff in there. So, of course, you know, like, at the beginning, opening and closing credits of Mr. Rogers, there's that, like, that fake city, the little uh, neighborhood right. town that your camera goes down through. They do interstitials throughout the film with other fake cities. Like, whenever the guy takes off on an airplane, they have a little cardboard airplane that takes off and it's kind of wobbly (laughs) so they use that so it's kind of all themed around it and you're going to leave with a greater appreciation of Mr. Rogers just know that's not the primary focus of this film it's actually the focus of the protagonist in the film so what if you didn't have any preconceived notions of this like say you never saw the trailer do you think you would liked it better absolutely yeah then it's better although as soon as you know Fred Rogers is in it you're expecting more of him I was going to say all I have to hear is the title and then see what John is describing I'm automatically disappointed just the title alone throws you mm-hmm. off is the bait and switch, not just the trailers, which were even more so of the bait and switch. Super focused. Yeah, that's right. But the title. Absolutely. You know, they played off the popularity of that documentary to get people to go see this film, which had oh, very 100%. little to do with Mr. Rogers. And that pisses <laughs> yeah. me off. So you're now forewarned and forearmed. So if you choose to go see it, uh, you know what you're getting in for. I would say just wait and watch it when it comes out on video. It's not anything you've got to see on the big screen. And frankly, I I would give it, I'd give it like three tokens, quite honestly. That's not bad. I mean, it's not awful. That's not awful. It's not awful. But that bait and switch absolutely comes into play. So you don't mess with my childhood and take take away my Mr. Rogers. (laughs) That's that's what I'm here for. So I'm going to go back and watch the documentary again. I think that's, you're better served to do that, frankly. Just bring the documentary like on your mobile device and watch it while you're sitting in the theater. (laughs) In the movie. While this thing plays (laughs) on the big screen. Perfect. Who knows? Your person wore a hat? No. Your history. But I'm still here. 
Then you get soon till you have a clue. Do your person wear glasses? Yes. I'm gone. Me too. Then you get soon. Not you or you. You're Sam. You win. Let's play again. Can you get soon? Guess who? Game cards do not actually talk. For this week's edition of Tech Toys, I actually bought something that's kind of pricey. What? Well, it's about, to, did you buy a $30,000 GPS like George no, did? No, 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 not that pricey. No, 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 I no not that out, pricey. I believe this is four episodes in a row that Mo has something for tech and toys. We might have to stop giving him grief. I know, peer pressure, peer pressure. We'll find something else. We'll find something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. There's no We're going to have to like start keeping a chart, you know? <laughs> Who's keeping right. records? So you bought something expensive, Mo. Tell us yes, what you I got. Did. I bought an iPad Pro. Ooh. That's the one that looks like the side of a computer. It's like the eight, 20 inches across or something. No, no, it's one? not that big. No, I got the smaller oh, okay. one. <laughs> All right. I didn't get the big, humongous one. I got the 11-inch size. All right. So I'm not in the Apple ecosystem. So tell me and the other smart people listening what an iPad Pro is. <laughs> uh, essentially, it, it's a tablet that runs Apple iOS. So it works very much like your phone does with an iPhone. Okay. The apps are transferable between the two for the most part. Some apps actually take advantage of the extra real estate and do a really good job of that. Mm -hmm. I got it mostly, to tell you the truth, for keeping track of like notes and just sort of tasks and basically as a substitute for my phone. So I don't, I'm not pulling up my phone all the time to do stuff because some things a phone is just not good for, like doing to date, like task lists. Productivity me, things. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, just right. not, it's just too small. Whereas this one, I have some good apps, and but it, they do transfer to my phone so that if I do have to check something off, I could do it there. So what's the pro part of the iPad Pro? It's a really beefy processor in it, and they have more memory. And uh, essentially, it's barely below a laptop, essentially, when it comes to, down right. to performance. The only thing is that it does run the uh, iPad iOS as opposed to the Mac OS. Well, so far, I can tell you, I am super happy with it. It works really well. Instant on, which is always a nice feature to have. You know, I had a lot of apps from my phone that I was able to pull over and use that worked really well on, my, on the iPad. Is and, this the uh, one that has the new Apple Pencil thing that they yes, it came does. out with? The, the stylus? So something the special stylus. about that stylus. Yeah, it's actually a powered stylus. It's powered. Okay. I think George, you got something similar, I think, for your tablet. Yeah, I have the the bamboo pen, which is yeah. the non-iPad version of the iPad Pencil. Ah, okay. And so it does these, like, like, especially doing, like, handwritten notes now. I mean, these tablets have gotten so good at doing handwritten notes. You know how before, like, with, well, probably with all old phones and tablets, your stylus was actually really super fat because <laughs> it's yeah. making more like a yeah. finger. because you have a battery in it sometimes, right? Yeah. With this one, though, it's like you're writing, writing. It just looks, and it's that thin, you get that level of fine detail when you do drawings and writings. And the pencil itself has a like neat little feature like you tap the pencil twice and it turns into an eraser and you tap oh, it okay. back to turn yep. back to a pen, you know, and little things like that, which are kind of cool, but it is kind of gadgety, but it's still neat. You said this was expensive. So lay it on us. What, what kind of expensive <sighs> are we talking about? I was in the market. I was debating between this and a Surface Pro. <laughs> okay. I've had iPads and Surface in the past. and I've actually been really happy with both of them. I saw this one on sale, which is really a kind of a relative thing. <laughs> We're talking about Apple Pro. <laughs> yeah. Do they really go on sale? I don't know. Yeah, not, eh, not eh, sort of, you know. So anyway, it was $700. Woo. Wait a minute. Okay. So I got a question for you. I want to know yeah. how much the iPad Amateur <laughs> is because apparently I can't afford the iPad Pro. <laughs> This is crazy. It's like $400. I think it is three oh to 400 Oh, my God. Wow. Man. Wow. Yeah. It's essentially Apple's tablet. 
That's what we're talking yes, about, is. right? That's, that's what it is. And I, I looked at the Surface Pro. Again, I had one of those in the past, loved it. You know, it worked for years and years. Which is truly a laptop that just transforms. It really is. Yeah, um, right. But, but that one was, I mean, though, these days, that one goes over a thousand. Yeah, but it's a real computer is the difference. Uh, this one, it does everything <laughs> I want. Granted. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay. Is it a real computer? Probably not. But um, yeah, no, it, it works it. great. Yeah. You know, the screen is super bright, super big. It has USB-C power. Yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Mo's just further entrenched in the Apple ecosystem. We're never going to get him out mm. of it, George. I don't think. <laughs> Not if he's spending $700 on a damn tablet. That's almost what my two-in-one so. laptop was. Jeez. Was it really? Whew. Yeah, my two-in-one laptop was only like 1100 and it's a full laptop and it folds over to become a tablet. So Yeah, but mine's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can go into, says I, the apple sheep. I, 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 I could go into like Starbucks and not be ashamed. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's, he's gained the approval of the other posers. Congratulations. Do you, do you cut the price tag off to not be ashamed? Is that what you do? No, no. Everyone, you know, Have you been to a Starbucks lately? All they have freaking people in there with apples. It's ridiculous. I'm okay with not being in a Starbucks. So I'm all right. I know. That's yep. like two whammies right there, right? So but, so let's get off of me now. Let's see. I, uh, John, I think you're going to blame me for something here in a second, right? I 100% am going to blame you for something right now, right now. So a few weeks back, uh, Mo and I planned to go to lunch. He's like, you want to yeah. go to lunch? Sure. What time? Let's meet at noon. So I got in the car, pulled out of the driveway and got a text from Mo says, can we make it 1230? I'm like, all right, yeah, that's no problem. I'll just swing by the store and I'll poke around, see what's new at GameStop. Uh-huh. And, and- Unfortunately, <laughs> him requiring me to go to GameStop forced me to purchase a toy that I otherwise would not have known existed. Mm. So instead of thanking me, you notice. No, I'm not thanking you. It's your damn fault. <laughs> yeah, they got pop vinyls. Yeah, they got used games. Yeah, they got whatever, Mario candy or something. But in the like the non-game area, which by the way is now like 70% of GameStop is non-game since they bought ThinkGeek, mm-hmm. they had a life-size Gears of War 5 Crimson Lancer Mark III. Ooh, that's like the big giant gun with the chainsaw thing, right? The chainsaw bayonet gun. Yep, yep. Now, I actually have one of those from Gears of War (laughs) 2 hanging over the entrance to my man cave, the Mark I Lancer. And I thought, my life was complete. I have a Lancer. And then I saw this one. And I'm standing at the GameStop going, damn it, Mo! I would never have seen this were it not for you. This thing is gorgeous. It's heavy. You take it out of the box. So if I tell the story, I took it out of the box. So we did meet for lunch oh, at yeah. 1230. So, and all I heard about during lunch was, it's your fault. That's all I heard during I lunch. I said, you owe me money. You owe me money. By the way, $150 for this toy Ooh. gun. Just so you know. Yeah. Did it have an iPad Pro sticker on the side of it? Is that why it was <laughs> to justify it? an Apple logo on it somewhere. <laughs> if sure. I walk into Starbucks with this, someone's going to look. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like the four feet long. It's enormous. Because yeah, no. I had to see this sucker. He's like, do you want to mm. see it? He's like, damn right you want to see it. So we walk yeah. out of the parking lot. I popped the trunk. Before you even took it out of the box, I saw the box and I went, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just the box. I was like, this already looks awesome. It does. Yeah, because it barely fits in my trunk. So I take it out of the box. I had had it out of the foam for maybe 10 <laughs> seconds. And a pizza delivery driver drives behind us and goes, 
man, that is dope. <laughs> I'm like, and John this felt is validated. why I bought this toy <laughs> so that I would get random cat calls from pizza delivery drivers telling me that I made a good purchase. I'm just happy that somebody else made John spend some money again. That's all I care about. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it, this is happening far too frequently at this point. That's my job. Well, I can tell you though, it's it's it is pretty sweet looking. I have to admit, it it looks it is it, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> and you put batteries in it, and it has firing sounds, and it has another button for the chainsaw noises, and it has a clip you can take. It. it it's if you like Gears of War at all, this thing was. I, I couldn't not buy it. I walked by it twice, going, "No, nope, I'm not gonna." And I walked back, like, "Damn it, I'm gonna buy it." <laughs> so a new toy that I have to figure out where to put it because I have the old one hanging up, and uh, it's now sitting on my dining room table, waiting for a good place to be. I know where are you gonna put it. That's what I'm saying because you already have the other one know. in the place of honor. I don't I mean. know. Well, now I can dual wield lancers, the chainsaw guns. <laughs> I have two of them. I'm ready for cosplay. Oh, so thanks, Mo. I'll send you a uh, PayPal invoice for the hundred fifty dollars. Wow, you do that. <laughs> So you do that. Just keep an eye out for the return. <laughs> and we'll throw a link down in the show notes if you want to take a look at how awesome this thing is. Uh, George, what are you looking at in tech and toys? Well, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a cross between a tech and a toy, I guess. But it didn't All cost right. me $150, so yeah, I'm happy. Smarter than both of us. <laughs> yeah. So recently, John, you uh, found out through the most intelligent way of finding things out, your child explained something to you about technology. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Discord has a feature that while you're in an open voice chat channel, you can start doing some live streaming and play video games. So it's With a little bit like no Parsec, latency. Yeah. but no latency like Parsec is, but then the voice is also part of this as well. So you're not having to do two different apps like we do when we use Parsec. And you introduced some people in our Discord channel to playing some of the Jackbox party game things. Yeah, yeah. That was so much fun. I, I didn't oh, want to yeah. get out of my chair. I was sitting in my chair in my <laughs> office, which my office is very small, but once I get in a certain part of it, like in my lazy boy chair, <laughs> once you've settled I in. don't really want to get out of it. You know, it's like, you know, you're just kind of enveloped in all that good leathery warmness and, <laughs> you know, you're reclined back and it's like, oh, I have to press the power button to get out of this thing. Uh <laughs> okay, so you guys start kept talking about it on Discord, and I was listening in on the voice channel, and I was like, all right, fine. I'll get on my damn recliner. <laughs> we made him get up. <laughs> you were already playing one, so I just sat there and watched, and then I signed on to JackboxTV.com, which, by the way, how awesome is Jackbox TV? That is just oh, no, really smart. Is really way smart. to play. The downside of, if there is a downside to th this Discord thing versus Parsec, is there's no, like, it doesn't pass controller input across the internet right, like Parsec that's true. does. Yeah. But it's almost zero latency for video. And the perfect thing, again, I didn't make this up. My daughter said, yeah, we did this. I'm like, I'm going to do this on our Discord because we have awesome people over there. Because like you said, the Jackbox TV thing, one person has to own the game and you live stream it. And then what do you do? You open up your tablet or your phone and you go to the website, put in a code and you're all playing virtually. The phone is a network connected controller. It's right. a great way to play the game. Oh, yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm sure there are other games that will lend themselves really well to that format as long as they have an online multiplayer format in order to allow you to play the game they should be very in tune with this discord live gaming and i just thought it was fun because it's an easier way for us to share our gen x gaming experience with the people who like our youtube channel and our podcast and everything mm -hmm. as opposed to trying to figure out how to get them to be friends in parsec and download a bunch of stuff discord is very simple and easy to use if you're already on our discord channels our discord server 
you're already yep. eligible to play. In you're the times if we you do. have that in a phone, you're literally ready to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so, awesome. I'm going to do way more of it. I do too. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing I really liked about it. I definitely got that feel that like I was playing with, like actually playing with people, like actually like mm-hmm. there, like not so much that virtual, like, oh, anonymous felt very yep. personal. So I really enjoyed that aspect of it. So if you're on our server or if you're not, it's easy to join. You go to genxrunup.com slash discord. There, you just joined. Easy. And uh, yeah. sign up. <laughs> you join the conversation and periodically, you know, pretty much in the late afternoon, early evenings when we're bored, we're in there and we, we see a bunch of people. We're liable to spin up a game and do it again. I loved it. My kitty cat craves loving. My kitty cat craves fun. Now when he craves the great taste of crave, he has three choices, not one. Crave Cat Food introduces new seafood recipe with tuna shrimp and salmon proteins and new poultry recipe with chicken, turkey, and giblet proteins. A crave for every craving. Get all the love he's saving because your kitty cat craves crave. Ladies and gentlemen, your regular game segment intro has been interrupted for this normal game segment intro because I have a sore throat. With me as always today is John <laughs> Woo-hoo! I mean, and I'm sorry. Mo is here and to. we're going to talk to you all about games. I'm sorry, I didn't mean so sound so excited there for a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Go back to your Starbucks iPad boy. <laughs> Mo's recording live from Starbucks this episode. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Right, so George, we were just talking about playing live Discord gaming, and that's a great segue into some of the games that we played. I just wanted to talk about one of those games. There were probably three that we played. I enjoyed the hell out of two of them because I never played before. The other one I played before, and I'm slightly frustrated because of the way that you have to play it there's certain limitations with the game but because i've got like a 200 hundred dollar electronic pencil that should be able to be better than what the game allows but that's okay <laughs> it's always your controller it's always it, your controller always problem. the controller the one game that we played that i really enjoyed probably the most of all was trivia murder party oh yeah, yeah. that was such a fun little game and just to set the stage now that's part of the jackbox it's group, part right? of the of jackbox games, so. party yeah. box yep just to set the stage a little bit i think it's a one to four player game it may be more i'm not sure but even more i think you can go further one to yeah. eight maybe yeah eight six something a lot so you're playing trivia but it's got a haunted mansion motif where if you get the trivia (laughs) questions right you get to live if you don't get the trivia question right you die and you become a ghost but you still get to keep playing and the object is to get to where just one player is alive and all the other players are ghosts and if you get to that point then you get to have this final chase out of the haunted house battle thing where the live player is trying to answer questions faster and more often than the mm-hmm. dead players who are trying to catch him as ghosts and keep him in the mansion. Well, actually, you take over his life, I think. If you catch him, you steal his body and you become the guy running out even. Right. And fortunately <laughs> for, for me, that didn't happen because I was it the one happen. live player left. Yeah. After. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about how you got there. <laughs> so there was this one question. I'm <laughs> cheating. <laughs> It wasn't yeah. cheating. It's being a total dick. Well, I mean, come okay. on. It was lying. It was one of those typical moral questions. It was like, okay, if everybody votes to take the money, then you all die. If everybody takes to leave the money, then you live, which was fine with me. I was okay with that. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Because I that's voted to take part, the money while everybody else decided that they wanted to die. I was okay well, with after that. After agreeing I was that happily, we would no take, not take the money, then you did. I was happy to accept your sacrifices for my financial gain. I thought it was a And, and well, killed everyone else there. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Total yeah. dick move. Well I mean, I, I admire it in one level, but still, total dick move. <laughs> Do you know there's already a sequel to this, George? There's 
Trivia Murder Party 2 really? that's in the latest Jackbox. Ooh, I mean, it's a that. fun game. It's really yeah. fun. I want to play more of that game on our Discord channel uh, that we talked about in the previous segment because, A, it's fun for us to play each other, but I think, B, yep. it'll be even more fun to play it with those people who enjoy Gen X Grown Ups YouTube channel and podcast and everything. It's a great way to share some time and laugh at each other and make fun of people who don't vote to take the money. You know, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> As you relish in, we know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. So, Mo, are you playing anything that you're not terribly upset about somebody stealing your money and killing you in? Oh, yeah, absolutely, because it's a single-player game, so there's no Which George every other game. <laughs> That's how you insulate yourself and protect yeah, yourself from exactly. people yeah, like the me The George Factor world. just totally gets wiped out of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's certain games that come out that I know I'm going to buy just because. Okay. Uh, and this is one of them. It's the new Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order hmm. game. Oh, okay. Not even on my radar. Tell me a little more about it. Oh, it's a third person. You played, like, some of the other Star Wars Jedi games where you're, like, a Jedi with a lightsaber, third person like perspective. Jedi Outcast. And- yeah. Oh, Jedi yeah, absolutely Academy played those. Stuff, oh, yeah. there's a modern one of those? Yep, it's a, it's the latest of those. Huh, okay. It takes place after episode three, just to make sure I'm specific on this. So basically all the Jedi have been killed off, except for a, a few who are still being hunted. Okay. And you're one of the hunted Jedi. So right after Order 66. Yes, exactly. That were okay. a, couple, a few years after. Okay. And to hide yourself, you've cut yourself off from the Force. The game is you rediscovering that. So that was I thought it was a pretty good way of kind of building up the character that, yeah, you used to know all this stuff, but now you have to kind of re relearn it in a way. You give yourself a mind wipe or something, or you clear your body of <laughs> midi chloriums. How the hell do you separate yourself from the force? Uh, I don't know. Apparently you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't question it. I just went with it. It's a new magic trick. Yeah. And then the whole thing starts because his friend's about to fall off a cliff and die and you use the force to save him. But you realize now that you're the people going to find you. So you now you're on the like, run. Oh, no, I have the force again. Damn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I guess the, the dark force can now detect you because you used it. That kind of thing. Mm. It's really cool action on it as far as like, you actually, you, you never have a blaster. The only weapon you ever have is a lightsaber. But the lightsaber stuff you could do is just so damn cool. You would never need a blaster. So who yeah. cares? So did you play the old Jedi Outcast that George yes. mentioned? Yes, I did. I played all okay. of them, actually. I, I remember really enjoying that one. And there there were few better pleasures than just running around, just force choking a bunch of... Oh, uh, yeah, or, or force pushing people off cliffs. Boomeranging <laughs> your lightsaber. So is, is that that kind of action in this it's game? It's exactly that. It's exactly uh, that. Oh, man. So it was a, it's a blast to play. Now, my biggest criticism on it, I think it was a little short because I finished. Like, oh, so the you main, finished it already. I finished the really? main thing. It, I mean, I okay. played it a lot, I mean, admittingly. But but still, though, I, I thought it was a little short, although they said they're coming out with a lot of DLCs and expansions, which is fine. And they left it open so that there's plenty of other opportunity things to do. Plus, there's a lot of like the little hidden things that you could go back and replay certain areas to try to find like all the stuff that you didn't find the first time. Hmm, all right. The lightsaber is fully customizable, which is awesome. Before I ask you this next question, it's been a little while since we explained it. So we have the Corey rule. Yes. Uh, a good friend of ours, Corey, he has a policy where he says a game is not worth buying unless you're going to get an hour per dollar every that you dollar. spend. So, you know, if you five bucks, you should get five hours out of it. Sixty bucks, probably aren't going to get that out of it. So knowing now what that's about, how does this match up with the Corey guideline? We definitely are not going to get your Corys out of this, I don't think. Oh boy, Because it's, right. it's a brand new game, uh-huh. so I paid pretty much full price for it, which was... 60-ish? Uh, 49, so 50-ish. 50-ish, okay. And you yep. said you played it a lot, but you finished the campaign, so how long did that take? Uh, that took me about... Total playtime, I think a little over 20 hours, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I think it on sale. That, that goes on the wish list for when it's on sale, I think. Yeah. I would say, oh, it's definitely <laughs> on sale. If it goes, if it comes 50% off, I would buy it. Like, definitely buy it. I like, would hope so. You bought it at full price. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would hope you'd buy it at 50% off. Well, I'm saying for you guys. And George, you're the one who mentioned Outcast, so I assume you played the old Outcast? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I loved Outcast. Yeah, Outcast was a lot of fun. So where do you follow the spectrum like me, knowing this is more of that? Is that something you might pick up and try? I probably would give this one a shot. Yeah, I mean, as long as the story-driven element of the game is fun. It is. Because that's always a big thing for me yeah, in the right. campaign stuff. I think as long as that was fun and the price was moderate, I'm not going to pay $50 for it, because even though I enjoyed Outcast, I got that one pirated. So, <laughs> you know, I, I have a very low bar for how much I'm willing to pay for these games. But I, I would pay probably 15 to 20 bucks for it, as long as it was a good storyline, which it sounds like it is, and I got an enjoyable amount of time out of it, as Corey requests us to do. Yeah, yeah I, I don't blame you. Yeah, 10 bucks might be that sweet spot for me. It's uh, oh, 10 a game bucks, of this yeah. scope, that might be an insta-buy. Oh, t- $10 it should be an insta-buy, I mean, yeah. personally, I think. Yeah. yeah, okay, thanks. So how about you, John? What do you got going on? I have another mobile game, and this is no, not a that's Twitch right. mobile game. It's not a puzzle <laughs> mobile game. Where am I buying? I tend to gravitate toward games that have, if possible, it's rough on a mobile game, some kind of a story. And mm-hmm. I remember I joined the Google Play Pass thing, so you get a bunch oh, of games yeah. for free. Right. This is uh, one of these I benefited from in the Play Pass. I think it costs maybe, I forget the price. It shows you the price and it's crossed out and says free. It's like three or four bucks maybe. For a mobile game, that's a lot. Yeah. But this is a game called Sally's Law. And what Sally's grabbed Law. me Never about it, it okay. is I saw your character was just a little ball, just a circle, but she has like a little hat and glasses and everything. <laughs> like she's a character, like this face and body, but it's just a little ball. And it seems super simplistic. The first time I launched it, I'm like, there's a little like landscape to go across. Sally rolls forward and you can't stop her. You touch the screen and she jumps. And there's all these obstacles to get past, but every obstacle just instantly opens or stops the minute you go by. There's a wall, like a locked door. And as soon as she approaches it, it opens. And there's like these pointy spikes. And as soon as she gets near them, they go down. I'm like, this is the easiest game ever. Right. What's the point of this game? (laughs) And you go through a few screens. And the whole way through, though, there are quotes that come up what she's thinking about. She's on her way to visit her dad in the hospital. And they're not very close. And I wish, you know, it spent more time with him. I hope he pulls through. Sounds deep for a little. It does. And then when she gets through that level, it jumps to the beginning of the level and you are the ghost of her dad. You died in the hospital. You're looking out for her. So it recorded your motions as Sally. Now your job as her ghost dad is to make sure that none of those obstacles are a problem. So you're the one dropping the spikes. You're the one. You're the one looking out for her. Exactly right. Wow. And he's telling his own story about we were never really close. I wish I'd spent more time with her. I've got to keep an eye out for her. And so you play each level twice. Once you just basically walk through it, pick any path you want, and it just works. And then you have to go back and make sure that what you did earlier works as her ghost dad throwing switches, going through little teleporters and crushing down the spikes and all those things for her. And it has some heart. It has some story. And it's simple to play with a great audio soundtrack. I mean, the concept sounds really interesting. I mean, I love that idea that she goes through life basically oblivious to the danger. Mm -hmm. But the reason why she's oblivious is because the dad's protecting her. That's pretty cool. There's even like a flashback part of it where he's not a ghost yet, just as she's young. She's a smaller ball because she's a little kid. (laughs) And uh, and he's looking out for her (laughs) even then. So it's like, yeah, they weren't close, but it's like shows this love for a child and kind of regret is kind of a cats in the cradle kind of thing going on in a silly little mobile touch to jump game. It's 
really clever. And uh, I, I think it's three or four bucks. It's two bucks on uh, iStore, just not that I'm looking okay. right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe it for free of the Google Play. So uh, it's something I would definitely recommend as an easy play. It's something you can pick up and put down, but there's more depth to it than just, you know, jump, jump, jump kind of thing. Wow. That sounds, I mean, I already bought it, so. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I looked for it and I said, oh, two bucks? Well, he's got to have something to play on his $700 iPad Pro, right? And if it, I'm hoping it handled this $2 game, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> for lunch? It's Hungry Hungry Hippos! Hungry Hungry Hippos! Before we round out the show, you know, we always like to take just a few moments here at the end of the show to talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. Uh, and I'll kick it off by saying that uh, I've come around to some of the cool stuff that's on Disney+. Plus. Uh, one of the things I most have enjoyed is a documentary series all about the history of Imagineers. Oh, yeah. I saw and some I of those, noticed yeah. that there is a brand new documentary that comes out just a, actually a couple days before this podcast on 12-3, and that is One Day at Disney. And it's a short form documentary where they are kind of going through the back end of what happens behind the scenes and what it takes for the, all the performers and all the you know, people that work in, in costume or work in character or anything in the park. And I love a documentary. Yeah, and I, like I love all the Disney. behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, it was always yeah, cool. And I always knew people growing up in Central Florida who worked at Disney, but I never got to go behind the scenes with them. So I'm really looking forward to this. It's called One Day at Disney. And now I guess since we're all Disney plusers, it's, uh, it's already available to watch for free. So you've already got it. Nice. George, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Oh, I'm looking forward to the small independent film that's coming out <laughs> near the end of December. Yeah, yeah. it's low budget too, right? <laughs> it's a low budget film. Nobody's really yeah. talking Very that much about it. Kinda, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. of course. We're talking about Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Officially, it debuts on December 20th. However, most theaters around the country are going to have December 19th showings, which is the day that the <laughs> podcast drops. So I was yep. able to just squeeze it in under the wire. Squeak. Yeah, yeah no, right. I think it's forward. a technicality that he got this ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the ultimate episode of the Skywalker saga, so everybody's looking forward to it. I hope that it comes out as well as some of the previews look. I hope it honors all the other eight films, whether you liked them or didn't like them. I personally have found a way to enjoy each one of the Star Wars films, regardless of Phantom One, Episode Menace. Yeah. Or, Fast forward helps you know. a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've liked all of them, and I'm looking forward to the final chapter of the saga. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You know, I, I think the less rabid Star Wars fan you are, the more you enjoy the entire palette of films and stuff there yeah, is. Probably. I think if you're super, super into it, you nitpick it more. And I'm like you, I, I'm not super, I've seen all the films at least two or three times, but it's like complaining about The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons is garbage. I mean, it's better than most everything else that's out there, but it's, you know, a bad Simpsons episode is still good. And like a bad Star Wars film is still a pretty exciting, fun film to see. So yeah, absolutely. I, I have high hopes for it too. I already got my yeah. ticket. <laughs> yeah, I did too. I already got mine. Mo, how about you? Well, I am looking for Rise of Skywalker, of course, but besides mm -hmm. that one, something a little lighter I'm looking forward to is the new Jumanji movie that's coming out. Jumanji, the next level. Uh, are you yeah. looking forward to that one? Really? Yeah. I'm kind of on the bubble. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed the second one they did because I guess part of it was I was like, oh my God, is this going to be a disaster? Because I really, really liked the one with Robin Williams. I, I don't know why. It's sure, like one of these sure. movies. Yeah. I just really just enjoyed it. I enjoyed that one. The second yeah. one, I said, oh my God, how are they going to, you know, are they going to ruin it for me? And they did. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, I like this movie. I thought it was a really fun movie. And I thought this next one, especially has Kevin Hart. And I mean, 
The cast is pretty amazing still. And I just think it's going to be just a fun. Now, maybe it's probably not full price kind of thing. Probably, you know, $5 Tuesday kind of movie is my expectation at best. But, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it just as a fun movie to see, just sort of enjoy myself. Hmm. You know, I liked the second one, too, which is the first of this series. Right. But I thought they got lucky. And I'm worried about them going back to that well again. This is true. They switched it from a board game to a video game. They suck the kids into it. And now they're doing that again. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I'm very concerned about what this film is going to be. And it sounds like George is too. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not concerned about it because I didn't really care that much about the first one. So it's not like, okay. oh my God, I don't want them to mess up my Jumanji. You know, no. <laughs> the second one of the Jumanji films that we're talking about in this storyline, it was okay. I think yep. you're right that they got lucky with it, but there was nothing in it that made me say, you know, there needs to be another film. There, there was no part right, of that right, film right. Oh, no. that made oh, me yeah. say, no, I agree. I've got to have another Jumanji film. I've got to have more Kevin Hart. I've got to have more rock because we see them paired up together in a lot of other films. I don't need the same vehicle to be retread. Mm -hmm. They do that often enough just in their own films. I mean, for crying out loud, they stuck Kevin Hart in the latest Fast and the Furious movie just because him and The Rock were on the same damn plane together. I know. (laughs) So, no, I'm not looking forward to this when I get that Mo is because he wasn't fast enough to type Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm still looking forward to it. (laughs) I don't care what you guys say. I'm looking forward to it. Well, then you have to see Frozen 2. No, I don't. Oh, my God, no. Recognize this? It's the tool dentists and hygienists use to scrape tartar off your teeth. Recognize this? It's the tool more of them recommend to help keep tartar off. Tartar control crest with fluoride. Dentists know a little more of this could mean a little less of this. Tartar control crest. The dentist's choice to help keep your teeth tartar free. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy, plus you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That will just about wrap it up for this edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, you know, it is my pleasure to take a moment here at the end of the show to give my gratitude to all of the folks that support us over on Patreon. These are people who literally take a couple bucks every single month to help us keep the lights on, to help us defray the cost of what we do. And I'm talking about you guys, T2, Greg Z, Mark, Chad, Will, Corey, Levi, Stu Monkey, Marcus, John with an H, Agile, Thomas, Dean, Dan, Slomo, Mike C, Mike R, Dana, Stubaka, Greg L, Blasted or Stash It, and brand Woo! new since Wait we last spoke, <laughs> two more patrons, Keith and Davis, have joined hey, us wow. as supporting the show. Thank you, everybody. Keith and Davis. Awesome. Wow. I think it took me three whole breaths. I'm, I feel a little lightheaded and that's yeah, partially cardio. out of yeah, gratitude. Cardio, that's partially dude. that's partially out of oxygen de- deprivation. <laughs> so grateful for these folks that support us financially. If you'd like to join them, I encourage you to head over to patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Check out the levels. Bonus content for you depending on what level you pick. We have some extra stuff coming. Outtakes from these shows. All kinds of cool stuff. We so much appreciate that you do that for us. We'll be back in two weeks 
weeks with another episode of the show and next week with a backtrack edition we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep this coming backtrack we're doing something special getting into the christmas spirit i am taking a christmas album that i listened to in 1976 and introducing the unique songs on it to george and mo and, and these are not your traditional like jingle bell songs these are like songs that i'd never heard before and seemingly nobody else ever has either and i'm going to expose you to them. which there may be a good reason for that but we'll find out <laughs> i think you're going to like it the ones that i love you don't want to miss this backtrack they're either going to love this or they're going to give me grief one or the other that's going to be this coming thursday it doesn't have to be one or the other <laughs> it could be a little bit of both <laughs> a little column a, a little column b until then i am john george thanks so much for joining us yes sir mo always appreciate you always fun man and fourth listener you know we appreciate you most of all and we'll talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody Jet X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com. See, look at it. Look, Mo, it looks like your mic could come down a little bit. Yours was Actually, I was, I was super close to it when I was Oh, okay. That's out. fine. That's fine. No worries. <laughs> yeah, now I'm yeah. at like a more normal You're distance. leaning in and get really intimate with it. I always do. Like, I literally have my chin on the microphone. Yeah, mine's within. <laughs> That's what she said. For- <laughs> Why? <laughs> too, too easy. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness for the windscreen. <laughs> oh, All right. Ooh. All right. None of those are really working. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny just in context. Right. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but who cares? <laughs> we'll draw you a picture. So Mo is saying the microphone is phallic. So that's where we're going. Mm, okay. <laughs> if you have to explain it, it doesn't get funny. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not really. Mo, are Mo, you playing about anything you? since you're complaining ah, 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 again? Ah, ah. Whoa. I'm sorry. <laughs> so many people asking me questions. I don't know. Sorry. To George and Mo crickets and they have no reaction to that what's <laughs> oh, so <laughs> let me add something to that In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.